dedicated to the DC Arrowverse on the CW network. It saved this city. A Flash and Arrow podcast. And now here's your host, Matt Murdick. And welcome to Save the City podcast. It's a special edition of the podcast. Uh, my friends Donald and Camille, who will be co-hosting with me from time to time, we all managed to get together on another podcast called Once in a Blue Moon podcast, and we took some time to talk about the first three episodes of Flash and Arrow uh, as a group, and I thought I would include this as a bonus episode for this week. We'll have our regular review episode coming out again on Friday morning, and uh, we'll have Donald with us this week uh, to talk about the episode fours of the series, and maybe Supergirl as well. In the meantime, Camille's going to lead us on the conversation, and if you have any thoughts about anything we say, feel free to send an email to SaveThisCityPodcast at gmail.com, or you can tweet at SaveThisCityPod, or you can call 314-669-1840. Thanks for listening, and here's Camille. Flash and Arrow. We finally have it back. I feel like it's been taking a very long time. <laughs> so we'll just kind of get on the Flash, and then we'll kind of bounce back and forth if the uh, subjects come up. But how's everyone feeling about Flash overall? Um, we'll send this off to you, Matt. Sure. I love the Earth 2 idea. Um, I, yeah. I, I, I think that that, uh, you know, because... Uh, you got to have a limited number of metahumans that were affected by the central city thing, right? So this gives them a whole world to play with, and and that's going to be fun. Now, whether they're ever going to be able to bridge that up or not, I, I suspect will be a, a half season or a seasonal arc. Uh, I suspect possibly a seasonal arc because uh, I, I will just jump over to the arrow, the first arrow episode. That that flash forward in the arrow episode seemed like it was what six months later. And Barry's still dealing with Zoom. So mm-hmm. it seems like that, that that means that this whole uh, Earth 2 thing is going to be going on for a while. Um, but I've I've loved these episodes. I, I'm, I, I like the, the Patty Spivet character. I know that she's from the, uh, the, the comics. I don't like the idea that they're going to use it to wedge in the, the CW mandate triangle, you know, that you got to have. Uh, but that even kind of happens in the comics, from what I understand, between Iris and Barry and, and Patty. So I'm, I'm not going to complain about it until it goes to CW and to overboard. Right. The whole idea of Ronnie being gone bothered me a little bit, but I like that Caitlin's moving on from it. I, I, I love the visual effects. I think they've done a really good job. And I am now a super huge fan of the Snarts. I liked hating yes. them last year, but now I like liking them. Yes, absolutely. Totally on board with that. To kind of go on that too, back to Iris and the whole Barry thing, I feel like their relationship is a lot less about like their feelings for one mm-hmm. another and just like them. And I'm like, this is where I feel like, like I just can... I'm not so annoyed with the things she says and does to Barry and vice versa. And right. they're acting like normal, like just people who have stuff on the table, but that's not important. You know, like I love that they're not making, not them, but like the show writers or runners aren't making it about their feelings that they're working together. They're growing close and getting a, a deeper relationship, whether it will lead to that or not. It's, it's right. just this like nice natural thing now. And I felt like it was so forced last season with, 
you know, they love each other. They don't. They want to be with each other. They don't. And now it's like now that all that mess is gone, it's just like this relationship between the two is so much more tolerable for a lot of reasons. And I absolutely love that you can view them as just two people trying to bond and work together for a common goal. And it, it feels so much better than, than what they had last season. I was going to say, it feels like um, the kind of friendship that you expected that, them to have when they were kids. It feels Absolutely. much more like that than, yeah. So I kind of like that they're they're showing us that side of their friendship, too. Yeah, and, and, and one thing, too, that I wanted to mention with, like, the Flash and Arrowverse is that they're, I believe they're setting up a lot of stuff for that Heroes of Tomorrow. So they're talking about the Snarks a little bit more. They're showing... Sarah, you know, and what's happening to her. And they also have some mention of, you know, Ray and when he's going to come back. So it's like really cool that even while they're telling their their big major stories, they're also giving these mini stories some light so that they can fly and be free, you know, in this movie. So I'm I'm really excited for that, honestly. But um, yeah, how about you, Don? And how are you feeling about Flash and or Arrow? Uh, I guess I'll take them one at a time. Flash... Flash is fine this, this year. They, they always push the bar. A lot of times it comes out a little cheesy, especially with the effects and stuff like that. I, I didn't care for that Adam Smasher guy. Uh, yeah, he looked like a balloon. <laughs> yeah, it looked really, <laughs> it looked really corny. Um, I was still, I was still amazed last year what they did with Grodd, but the only problem is that you have to keep him in a dark sewer, otherwise he's going to probably look just as fake. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the stuff when Barry's running, they they choose to make him full CG. And when they slow it down in slow motion, sometimes that comes off a little cheesy, but the writing is still just as every, every bit as good. It's a fun show. It's a very good compliment to Arrow. So I, I really like what they're doing with that. Uh, it, it goes for a little bit more of a mystery too. And there, there's a lot of stuff that they don't tell you. And they, they run that out. Like last year was big mystery with um, Harrison Wells. And you know, where was he from and stuff like that. And some of the mm-hmm. stuff that they would, they would show you when they did show you something would just confuse you even more. So I kind of like that. Uh, and they still managed to keep it a monster of the week type, which mm-hmm. I'm not the biggest fan of, of those, um, whatever you call them, media freaks, like a, like in uh, Smallville. Or right. um, what, what do they call them in this show? The, uh, metahumans? Metahumans, yeah. Yeah, yeah. To me, uh, eh, I can take it, I'll leave it, but he has to have somebody to fight. It's the same problem with the show Smallville is where you have a character with powers and you can't just have them fighting regular guys, you know, because it starts to be mm-hmm. a little ridiculous. So you have to have these superpower guys. You have to figure out a way to keep having them every week. Um, the snarts, you guys like the snarts. I, I'll be honest with you. I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so dumb. Like they, they're just guys with guns. They're like get buried yeah. and just run up and slap the guns out of their head. I did like this episode, though. I'll say that because it wasn't about him facing off with Barry and he's like, oh, I have a gun that shoots ice. Like, okay, there was actually a story and and Barry had to go undercover. Like, that was a really good way to to have that character in there and that made him a little bit more likable to me. But, yeah, Yeah. when they're together and they have the guns, I'm just like, this is the cheesiest thing I've ever seen. Aww. (laughs) Yeah, as far as, like, the snarks, I just love the... I mean, I didn't like the Captain Cold, like, at all right away. But he just grew on me with his, just the way he talks, the way his diction is. And, and just, even his sister talks the same way. And it's, it's kind of funny to me because it's just these bad guys. But they're just so, 
Like, I love my city and I'm going to rob it. You know, like, I love that logic. It's it's very humorous to me. But, um, yeah, like you said, I love that they actually gave them some characters, too, and or characteristics in the episode and gave a little bit of background, which is important for people who are going to be, you know, in the forefront later on. And I think that giving them story is, is only beneficial to what they end up doing later in the series. So, um they, you know, take it or leave it. They're definitely going to be there to stay, I think. so. Who doesn't ship Cisco and, and Lisa? Come on. She's too hot for him, though, man. Yeah, okay. But... Yeah, it is a weird, like, when you see them, too, because Cisco, to me, looks so much younger than her. So it's this very weird, like, I don't know. It's a very weird thing. I love Cisco, but I just, that's a weird, <laughs> that's a weird thing to me. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and, and you know that she's playing him up for something. She's got to be. She's. It's got to be something bigger. Uh, yeah. But, but nonetheless, in the moment, I love it. Yeah, it's definitely entertaining. Um, so then to kind of go a little more towards the Arrow, um, I, I'm kind of all over the place with it. Like, I don't really dislike it, but there are some things that, you know, I just kind of have to wait out and see how they play, play in the, the grand scheme of things. But... Um, I'll say this, the one thing that Laurel constantly proves to me is that she is such a jerk and a lying asshole who constantly is contradicting and lying about stuff. And I just, it makes me so mad that, you know, from season one, she's always had this like self-righteous attitude of like, I can lie and keep secrets, but no one can do that to me. And now she's doing the same thing, you know, like in the same episode, she's like, dig what's wrong. You know, we're not supposed to keep secrets. And then she's like, we're bringing Sarah to go get resurrected. Like, what the hell is this? Ugh. She's so dumb. I hate her. <laughs> That's the point of all this. Yeah. I don't care for her either. Oh, I just can't dislike anything Katie Cassidy does. Ever since she did Ruby in the, in the first, in what was that, season three of uh, Supernatural? Can't, can't, I, it doesn't matter who, how bad the character is supposed to be or how bad they're supposed to be. I just can't dislike Katie Cassidy. It was a bummer too because I really started to like her at the end of last season. I'm like, she's getting she's getting better at fighting. She's getting better at being a part of stuff, and I love that she's not like taking all the shit from people and not and giving up like everyone's telling her to. And I love that she kind of brought herself up to something. And now I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you doing this? The thing that I've absolutely loved about the Arrow season so far is Damian Dark. Now the yeah. the second episode, I felt more like he was just the the mobster running around making sure that all the you know the bows were tied, and I didn't care for that much. But the first and third episode, man, when he exhibits his powers, that's just freaking scary. Plus, the guy yeah. is just flat out charming in his own kind of creepy kind of way. And I yeah, think absolutely. he's a great villain. I think he's an absolutely fantastic villain. And I like the fact that maybe, maybe, just maybe Nyssa has gotten rid of the Lazarus Pit because that was a terrible reset button that needed to be eliminated. I hope. Absolutely. I totally agree. And and I think hopefully this is the last time it'll be used in that way because, I mean, one thing that these comic book TV show like things have shown me is that in general, like when people are dead in, in the superhero world, it's very unlikely that they stay dead or even are dead. And right. it's just been proven time and time again with all these characters with their fake out deaths and all that, that it's, it's usually a temporary state. And I hate when death gets kind of put so lightly, which is something like to kind of get a little off track. Like American Horror Story has no consequence or death. And I, I hate that because it should be something that 
is a little more like this is something that happened now we can't reset and there's too many resets in shows and it's like I hope that the Lazarus Lazarus pit is gone or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. How are you feeling about Arrow, Donald? Uh, I still love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lazarus pit or not, I still love it. I would rather they didn't bring Sarah back because that seemed like a really powerful death for everyone, and I was just like, hey, I'm back. I didn't yep. mind so much Thea. Thea to me, that that was okay to bring Thea back. She had, she wasn't technically dead. Yeah, she, she wasn't was dead kind of, yet. Yeah, and um, that was fine. I'm familiar with the Lazarus Pit from Batman. I watched everything, almost everything Batman, but uh, mm-hmm. I, normally it's used more. It's just um, to keep you young, mm-hmm. right, like restore your, keep your youth, keep your youth and stuff like that. But yeah, when I was listening to Matt's last Flash podcast, and he was like, "Is everybody going to come back with the Lazarus Pit?" I was just laughing because <laughs> I was like, "Yeah," because like there's a lot of people that you right now you think are dead. And then Matt's like, are they going to find Ronnie and dip him in the pit? Is is Ray going to be in the pit? <laughs> so whenever she um, put the chemical in there, so I was like, Matt's probably happy right now. I was so, very happy. Yeah, to, to me, as as an Arrow fan, okay, that's fine to do that. But as a DC fan, I don't like the fact that somebody, you know, destroyed the Lazarus pit when it's really like a Batman type of mm. type of villain. You know, you know, they're all they're all DC, so it's fine, but. I guess in this world, Batman or, or even Superman just don't exist. So it just yeah, seems kind of weird that, you know, on Arrow, you know, the pit was destroyed. So, Donald, how do you feel about the flashbacks? Because to me, the flashbacks, and, and Camille too, but, but uh, to me, the last two seasons, the flashbacks have just become another venue for Oliver in action rather than showing any kind of motivation or characterization of Oliver. Uh, the first two sets of flashback, the first two seasons, I thought was great because it kind of shaped Oliver into who he was in the present day. But now I keep thinking they got to do something to to make him go back to that dark person that he was in the current day of season one, right? Mm. I, don't, I don't like the flashback. I think they should have ended just did the first two years mm-hmm. and then call yeah. it a day. Because yeah. I don't like, oh, I'm off the island. Oh, I'm back on the island. And now I've got to do this. And now it's like, Really, all that stuff happened, and then when we when we met him, he was just so happy to get off the island. Like, really, but he was right. already off, and he was doing all this other stuff, and he probably could have left at any point. It's just it's just kind of weird because they think that they have to do that, and sometimes, like even last year, I don't think it paid off because we got all of that stuff just to at the end to see that oh, okay, that's the weapon that they're going to use, and then uh, right. I didn't care. So I'm starting to think this year is going to be. What, um, whatever flowers they're growing or, or plants they're growing with the drug is that's going to turn out to be in Central City and I'm like okay like all this stuff that happens on the island magically ends up in the same city that Oliver is yeah. from kind of weird I really wish they would end it they have five years to play with they I already think they've overstretched it right. I think it's it's played out yeah I totally agree and I feel it's also some way to keep Argus in the back of your mind because you know, that obviously is there. They're going to play a big role in things at some point. But I just don't... I, it, it always usually ties into a theme in the episode, you know, like, you know, honesty or something. You know, there's always some theme that they use to tie it into what's happening in current day. But I felt it should have been used as a device. Like it was in the first two seasons to explain how he got to where he was and why he was in the state that he ended up in when he got back to Central City and all that. Or you know, whatever, and I just really 
don't understand the use of it because I feel that takes away from what's happening in the now when some of those things are way more important than a flashback to kind of, you know, have a moment to go back into Oliver's, you know, past. Like, it's it's kind of irrelevant. I felt like the show has moved past it and the writers have not, mm. you know. Yeah. Who's the, uh, whose name is on the gravestone in the flash forward, guys? Are you guys, well, Donald may even know. <laughs> he seems to know everything. But I'll, I'm just going to go on record and say right now, as of this last episode, because it seems like the only way you can cure the bloodlust is to uh, kill the person who killed you. Uh, I think it's Thea. Really? Yeah, I think Sarah kills Thea. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. And that's what. Oh, that's right, what because Thea's having her. this problem. Like, she she needs to kill the guy. Okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah, well... It's very possible. Thea was the one that killed Sarah, remember, under Merlin's... Yeah. So, I'm just thinking Sarah's got to kill Thea uh, in order to get herself right. And maybe we'll hate Laurel that much more because maybe she'll let it happen. I don't know. I I have a feeling, no matter what, Laurel's going to end up being... Not the catalyst, but she's going to end up feeling unbelievably responsible for whatever Sarah's going to do. Cause I have a feeling Sarah is going to do something very drastic, whether it's like end up killing her own dad or someone very close to them. And it's going to be on Laurel, you know, like what Nissa was saying basically. And, um, I, I do see that happening where it ends up blowing up in Laurel's face, unfortunately. And it's going to suck cause it's going to be someone we care about, you know? Mm. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes, I suppose. So thank you guys you can find me on Twitter at Lady Oddity. And you can find me on Twitter at Donald Jr. And of course, the podcast Twitter is at Save This City Pod. We'll be back on Friday reviewing the fours of Flash and Arrow. See you then. Bye. Find all back episodes and all contact links at SaveThisCityPodcast.wordpress.com. If you have feedback, you can leave a voicemail by calling 314-669-1840 or send email to SaveThisCityPodcast at gmail.com or tweet us at SaveThisCityPod. Please leave the podcast a written review on whatever app that you use.